99.7 Joy FM. My name is Fentio Tahiru Fentio. This is uh, AFCON uh, Daily Show every single day from now till the end of the competition. Looking back at the biggest talking points from the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations. Uh, the show is proudly sponsored by MTN. MTN everywhere you go. From now till 2 p.m. we are talking the complete quarterfinal lineup. Yesterday we saw the last run of 16 matches and the afcon is afconing drama after drama after drama morocco world cup semi-finalists kicked out of the competition by on fancy south africa and the saying goes you can beat spain you can beat portugal at the fifa world cup you can make the fifa world cup semi-finals your squad can cost 360 million pounds but can you do it against a bunch of PSL players on a humid Tuesday evening in San Pedro? No, you cannot. And that's how Morocco's journey at the Africa Cup of Nations came to an end. The pre-tournament favorites kicked out and they are trophyless from the Africa Cup of Nations since 1976. And that run is continuing. Also, yesterday, the Battle of the Mavis, Mali against Burkina Faso. It was tense. It was fantastic. The football was great. But yet again, Lassin Sinayoko. He's having a tournament to remember. He was the man that popped up and delivered the victory for Mali against Burkina Faso. One of the most bizarre on goals I have seen ever in my life. And it's from their top, top, top player, Edmond Tapsoba costing Burkina Faso. I will take you to the full quarterfinal lineup and tell you who is playing who and what potentially that path to the semi-final looks like. That's our show for today. And of course, we cannot begin today's show without talking about the final leg, maybe the final chapter to the apology-thon that's been ongoing involving Black Stars players. Yesterday, the Ghana Football Association they came up with an apology of their own after some 11 days following their, kick uh, their, their, their exit from the competition. And of course, uh, the Ghana captain Andre Ayu also released an apology of his own. And he did it in video format. And we'll play that video to you. You listen to him and then you let us know uh, what you make of that. So that's all to come here on the show, proudly sponsored by MTN, MTN, everywhere we go. We'll take a very, very short breather 
And then when we come back, I will introduce my guest, and then we can get the conversation going. Remember, we'll be on the line to South Africa uh, to get a sense of how they celebrated uh, deep into the night after South Africa did the unthinkable by knocking Morocco out. This is AFCON today, live on 99.7 Joy FM, as well as on Joy Prime. We'll be right back. to later on the show Karim will join us with some analysis on that big game yesterday between South Africa and Morocco and uh, we'll talk about the Afghan quarterfinal matchups and review yesterday's game shortly uh, but it's important for us to talk about something important happening here uh, and to do that Victor Achitamaklu is here a regular guest Victor you're, how are you Great yourself? Um, very well. I'm very well. Nice shoes. Nice and today shoes. I've drafted in uh, <laughs> Samuel Apia as well, Ghana football writer here, uh, sports writer here at uh, the Multimedia Group. Sammy, Hi. all good? Yeah. I like your t-shirt. Thanks. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, there's, there's, there's two, there were two apologies yesterday. 
the apology thorn is on. Yeah. The Ghana Football Association uh, yesterday they released a statement after a uh, uh, an executive council meeting where they expressed their profound regret about what happened in uh, in Abidjan, and they said they were taking massive steps towards reforming uh, football. Um, there was no, and that is excess of it, the Ghana Football Association uh, extends our sincerest apologies to the good people of Ghana and all stakeholders for the recent disappointing performance of the senior national team, the Black Stars, at the Africa Cup of Nations in Cote d'Ivoire 2023. Now it goes on to say, we understand the disappointment and frustration that such results can bring to a passionate football-loving nation. Our team's performance fell short of the high expectations we all share, and we take full responsibility for the disappointment. And it says, following a meeting of the Executive Council of the Association and Chairman of the RFAs on Tuesday, January 30, the GFA wishes to ensure all stakeholders that the requisite steps are being taken to address the issues at hand and a thorough review of the team's strategies, training and compensation and overall structure is underway. Um, I don't know what you made of this, Ashu. Let me begin with you. Uh, it did stop short of telling us exactly what those strategies are. The assumption is that they will come up with them. Uh, no other FA official took any responsibility whatsoever in terms of actually uh, sticking a neck out and maybe walking away. So let me put it plainly. If you were expecting anybody to resign as a result of what happened, nobody has resigned. Um, your thoughts on, on this whole thing? Somebody <laughs> said we forced them to apologize. Like, it's is, a whole lot. Which is true. Mm. Um, it came too late. It came at a time when the impression out there is that we have forced this out of the Ghana Football Association. It's a statement written out of compulsion. And the inertia, the initial inertia that preceded this statement justifies those, okay. th those calls. What for me this tells you is that this is not a properly run association. Really? This is not a properly run national I association. mean, why do you say that? I say that because under normal circumstances, you don't at this point come and tell us that you are going to address the issues at hand. People who follow your work judiciously would already see a system in place for running the various units of the football association. They would see a system in place for running your national teams, the project, so that when the AFCON, the things that we saw at AFCON take place, they can point to the defect in your system and say, this is where we think the problem is. But everyone is saying our football is dying or our football is dead. The FS communications is, <laughs> it exhibits a serious departure from our collective reality. And I find that to be problematic. How is that? How so? Because there's this, an admission that there's a problem. There's a problem. And then they say but that it is they, not uh, an admission of the problem or the magnitude of the problem. He says the requisite steps are being taken to address the issues at hand. Yes. The issues as we have... They haven't been defined. No. <laughs> and you see, I don't think per that statement, they have communicated that the, or the communication reflected a certain admission and an agreement with the current public discourse of okay. the state of our football. This, pre this presupposes that in the minds of the people at Ridge, 
It is just the black stars that have an issue. More to the point, when they say that they have started taking steps to address the team's strategies, and they said the team, which is the black stars itself, training, compensation, what are they talking about? Because yeah, the, only, very... the only account that you can work with has to be the account of the technical team. So the head coach and his backroom staff. Because they draw the team's plan, the training that the, the statement refers to. Are you sure they're not talking about training camp? Because I think there were issues. I'll come to that. 